All right, welcome to episode six of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating and relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So just want to add this, you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. It's in the Apple Podcast app. We're also on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye, um, a.k.a. Miami Black. I'm down here in Miami, uh, soaking up all y'all good sun, getting black as shit. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, so what are we going to call this episode? Uh, oh, that's Girl. always thumper for us. Um, what are we calling this thing? We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, okay. we'll, we'll let y'all know. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so getting into, just want to comment on, it was Baychella part two. I didn't see it. I know you didn't see it. Um, I basically yeah. heard it was same show, just different wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the idea of her revisiting it again. I think she should have just dropped the mic and walked away. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I want to, if I want to, I, I love the black girl magic, but I don't know if I want to see it. what you think? Yeah, I think, um, I think if I if I were the the second weekend Coachella folks, I would have been like kind of like it it took the the, the pizzazz out of her performance, you know, because mm-hmm. we've all seen it. But I still would enjoy myself, you know. It's seeing it on TV and on you know YouTube or whatever gives you one experience, but seeing it live gives you a whole other experience. So I think I still mm-hmm. would have been excited about it. Um, maybe the, the costume changes added that extra something something new to it, but. You know, I still would have enjoyed myself. I don't know. They said that um, uh, Solange fell and then she fell with Solange on the stage. That's what I'm like. Oh. See, y'all falling. Y'all, this is not flawless. <laughs> this is not flawless. Right. I don't know. But let me, like, I, that's just what I heard. So, I, I mean, I want to see it, but I kind of don't. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. So, um, all right. So, moving on. So, Solange, Solange is lucky that's her sister because, bitch, you would have been fired. <laughs> What? <laughs> Don't get Tamarred. Okay. <laughs> oh, let me stop. Okay. Um, so yesterday was the second anniversary of Prince's death. Did you do you did you know that? I mean, it was kind of like we were we were kind of in Prince mode a little bit, and then come to mm-hmm. find out it was two years since his death. So um yeah. and from what I understand, uh Prince thought that he was taking Vicodin um to manage his pain, and he was unknowingly taking counterfeit pills laced mm. with fentanyl did you hear that i did hear about that i did hear about that i don't who's out here tricking prince because they took a legend from us like who mm. did that i don't who know so and you know one of the what they said is like there's no charges that have been filed although i did hear that the doctor that had prescribed or had, had written a prescription in someone else's name for the benefit of Prince, and he got fined some like thirty thousand dollars by the board, but no criminal charges at all. So, um, mm-hmm. so once the um, Carver County, Minnesota police finished their investigation, which took all the two years, they basically put all the records online, so mm-hmm. you can actually see the video and the pictures of his dead body. I did see them. Did you see them? I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. No, I, I don't care to see that at all. It did. It it took a lot away. Um, it took a lot away from me. You know, did I ever tell you? I told you my print story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna tell <laughs> tell our listeners because I just I and I'm not taking away from the man. You know, you know, I am an Uber Prince fan. Will always will die a Prince fan. So wait a minute. Did we did we see uh, Prince in Baltimore one time back in my? That was, 
long time ago and he had on the white um, high heel boots with the white right. hot pants. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boo. Hey, hey, girl. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. I think I've seen him three times um, performing. That was a great show he gave. Yeah. I, uh, were you there when we, I went, I saw him in, um, uh, uh, what is it? New Orleans. I don't know if you were there that night. No, I've only seen him once. I wore a purple dress for him. He didn't even know about it, but um, he was <laughs> he great. Okay, so wait, let me tell the let me tell the Prince story because this is this is a story from a friend from a friend of a, a circle of friends. So I knew this girl. This was like way back in the day. She had met Prince at a party somewhere in L.A. And you know she comes back over oh, back to to New York, and he flies her back out to. Where is he in Minnesota? So she was like she was at his house for like a like at least a week before she actually got to see him. You know, she's like on the go-karts and, you know, on his estate because obviously it was, you know, a huge place. So she was like, she got, he had like these little Filipino ladies that were like catering to him, like hand and hand and knee. So they came to get her at like the middle of the night, like three, 4 a.m. She was summoned for Prince will see you now. So she goes <laughs> to, to go to his room. So I'm like, well, you know what? What did he have on? Basic. It sounded like, I, and I don't know, I don't, I can't remember exactly if it was like cut out butts or something, but it was like a prince, it was like a unitar, prince, a prince outfit. It was lingerie, like lingerie. I got lingerie. It just, like, it sounded like a, 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 a cat suit, but in prince style. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait, remember, so, but the best part was she said that. So immediately, all the little Filipino ladies come over and you know, begin to undress him and he pin curls his pubic hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm not laughing oh, at the day. Oh God. Oh God. So, so you know, he had little little spirals. Oh my and, gosh. And so one thing she said, you know, he may not have been very well hung, but mm -hmm. he could work it. Like that was the thing she just remembered. She lost her job going out there, staying at his at his oh. place. So she asked him, remember, she asked him to send her like ten thousand dollars or something because she lost her job because she was out there for too long. Mm -hmm. And he was so it took him a while to send, and then I think he sent her like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-one dollars <laughs> or something, something crazy. So that was that was the Prince story that I heard. Like, yes, that he um, pin curled his pubic hairs. Mm. Um, I guess it's like I guess it was supposed to tickle or something. Like, <laughs> tickle who her? I guess it was supposed to tickle her. I don't know. I'm just, you know, like who would uh -oh. do that? I I don't know. And I think if I've ever was in that well with Prince, I probably would have gone through the whole night and just spent, you know, whatever. But some regular <laughs> ass motherfucker, I'm out the fucking door. What the fuck is what going I'm on? Saying, look, I said, that is the only man I will ever love that could wear some gold hot pants. He could wear some gold hot pants. And that's something, if you saw, if you saw Prince walking down the street and there was this Girl. motherfucker, this nigga that's lived two doors down from you, you would be like, come, come, look, come, everybody come look at this. That's right. <laughs> what is going on? He's like five foot nothing wearing heels and and he was remember he wore he wore some white heels when we saw him white heels and some mm -hmm. white hot pants and was killing it killing it I don't know I don't know why I will always give him a pass I don't I don't know yeah I but think we I all do we mm -hmm. all do but yeah. rest in peace rest in peace Prince you know I don't want to tarnish his legacy because you hear Sinead O'Connor saying some crazy stuff he 
abuse women and use drugs. And I mean, what's obvious is evident. I, I don't want to, you know, tarnish the man, the genius mm -hmm. that was the man. So, um, mm. but uh, celebrities that have alleged to abuse women, do we, we, this is, oh. I'm not laughing because this is not, this is not a funny thing. So apparently our Pi Piper, R. Kelly, um, <laughs> At this point in his disgusting uh, reign of uh, child pornography and endangerment and sexual exploitation, his lawyer and publicist, they have dropped him mm -hmm. like a bad actor. They've dropped him. So they are no longer representing him. And it's interesting because, you know, he has had a long history, documented history of abusing kids, uh, you know, marrying Aaliyah, mm -hmm. going to high schools and, you know, just kind of like preying on these kids. And, you know, he got caught on camera peeing in a young girl's mouth, mm -hmm. her, not just on her inside of her mouth, oh, you man. know, just really taking advantage of her. And so they've Golden been showers. with him. Yeah, they've been with him for all of that. So now there's a new allegation with this woman is saying that um, he pretty much groomed her to be one of his sex slaves and gave her herpes. So now mm. at this point, they're like cutting ties with him. So it's, it's, oh, now you want to cut ties. Now you want to cut ties with this fool. Now, after all this disgusting stuff he's done in the past, now, you know, he gave some, he's, he burnt a bitch. Now <laughs> you want to, um, you want to cut him off. And that's, you know, I don't know. He's just, this R. Kelly thing, I just don't understand why he just, won't just go away. I, I just don't. I I just really want him to go away. He's so disgusting to me. And I have I actually have friends who still listen to his music. Are you and I'm about like, me. Who are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about you. But uh, if the shoe fits. But my fr I have a friend. I'm not gonna name any names. But I have a friend who wanted to go to a concert. She asked me if I wanted to go, and I'm like, No, I don't want to and you know she has a daughter and and i'm like well you know you know all these things that he's been accused of and she's like well i didn't see it i didn't read the deposition i'm like but bitch that doesn't mean it didn't happen <laughs> you know and i think if it was just a matter of not just a matter of like dating younger girls because I, I can't just say just but it's it's the whole praying on them yeah yes yeah, the whole praying on them and it's, these are not and I, and these are girls that look like little girls. You know what I mean? Like preteen little girls. I know. You know that. I can't. Uh, I can't. Because I'm still just, here. Like, I still have ignition on my on my playlist. It's really, it's really difficult. I, and I'm just being honest. And you probably, I'm the one you're probably talking about. Because I, I have a hard time. Well, maybe I'm. It's just separating the man from the allegations, which you know, as they pile up, it's like. It's no question. I mean, it's the same thing with Bill Cosby. It's like, I'm looking at this. I wanted this man to be my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew yeah. up wanting this man to be my to be my dad. And I'm and and knowing that he was a sexual predator, it's just it's blowing my mind. Yeah, it does. And I, I think not that I'm giving Bill Cosby a pass at all because I don't. But I think the thing that I don't really put him in the same category as R. Kelly is because these are minors that R. Kelly had, you know, he's, he's been abusing with these women, um, with Bill Cosby, they were of age, they were adults. And part of me, and I, I'm not saying that he's completely innocent. I, I believe he has done some shit. I think there was a whole circle of, of men doing this, you know, it was a whole group of them doing this and he's mm -hmm. being singled out or whatever. But, um, 
all of these women that he's that have accused him, they're they were adults. They were trying to get yeah, into the were industry, drugs, so they, but they weren't. They did not. They didn't have the capacity of mind because it sounds like the majority <laughs> of them were were drugged. And some of them, um, what's the what's the lady's name? She used to be on Top Model. She was one of the judges. She accused him. She had this whole elaborate story about the how he drugged her. The white one, yeah. And now she's saying that it was made up. Well, well, so, no, I was no, but you know, because I, I I did hear this part, and I know we're going off of it because it's historically. But one thing, and I and I believed her, and I I can't even remember her name. Janice Dickerson. Janice, Janice Dickerson. Dickerson. But what she did say was that at the time when she wrote about it in her book. You know the publicist uh, and the publicist and the publisher were just saying, you know, if we can't make these allegations, we can't. Name. She said, I wrote it out, so I lied and I covered it up to basically make money to, you know, to get my book out there. And and I I tend to believe that story. You know, had she come with this, you know, this bombshell evidence of this is what happened, Bill Cosby, and we're talking, you know, 15 or so years ago, would it have? Now that you have this whole Me Too movement, but just, you know, could you? Would that book have been able to come out? I mean, it was it was a check for her. So I kind of I I kind of believe that you know she did have to gloss over it and not mention it and 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 make it pretty so that she can get published and get a check. So that that's all I was just so saying I'm, that I'm confused. So I read an article where she's saying that her allegations weren't true that he didn't do anything to her. So did he or didn't he? Mm-mm. No, I believe that he did because she went she went she outside of the position she actually testified at trial. Um, and said that he did. And the reason why she didn't mention it and, and, you know, lied about it in her book was that's what she was told to do. So, I mean, and, you know, we can, we can go and clear it up, but I, I tend to believe that chain of event, that story, that storyline. But anyway, um, getting back to R. Kelly, I mean, it's, it's, it's going down. I, I you know, this the man that said it won him. So, yeah, you know, what I, what I really hope for him, not that what I, what I think matters, but I really, what you think does matter, not? Not, I mean, yeah, I mean, to him, uh-huh. to him, to him. He don't give a fuck about what I think, but I really want him to get help. That's what I really want him to do because, mm. you know, hurt people hurt people. So, you know, these child child abusers and molesters that, you know, they have a history of that and it happened to him as a kid. So I really want him to get help for this so he can stop that, um, that generational, you know, curse that's following him you know because mm-hmm. he's he's putting his hurt on these uh, on these women and it's just going to trickle down to their kids and you know so i just really want him to get help for himself really you know i agree i agree i don't know if that's so, coming though just, everybody's know. everybody's jumping ship yeah okay um what else do we have we were kind of we kind of went a little woke in our ratchet minute but <laughs> bring it back to ratchet. do we have any do yeah. we have i do this is the, the most dumbest story i have ever read but i i laughed i cackled as I was reading it. Yes. So apparently there's a church in South Africa mm-hmm. that's taken communion to another level. So instead of having communion wine, they've swapped it out for Hennessy or, or whiskey. <laughs> Is or it Tito's. white Hennessy white? It's, it might be. They might they they may have gone to Jamaica and got their Hennessy white. <laughs> you know. And it's it's crazy. So I'm going to read to you this statement. So in a statement to Associated Press, Gabola, Gabola is the name of the church. Okay. Um, <laughs> the founder and self-declared pope. I can't pronounce this this dude's name, but it's it's T T T from Wakanda. No, it's not T'Challa. Don't do that to my book, to my baby. Don't do that to him. It's to it's Makiti, I think. 
Okay. Um, I don't know. He says, we are a church for those who have been rejected by other churches because they drink alcohol. Gabola Church is established to redeem the people who are rejected. We are regarded as sinners. We drink for deliverance. We are drinking for the Holy Ghost to come into us. Mm. So in their, in their <laughs> supposed church, it's a pool table adorned with whiskey and beer served at the altar. There's six ministers who bless various adult beverages and the congregation sings hymns, praising the positive effects of drinking and the new members are baptized with beer. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Gabola means drinking in uh, Tiswana, which is one of South Africa's official, la official languages. And they have about 30 members um, in this township about 35 miles outside of Johannesburg. So um, their aim is to convert bars and taverns and chibins, which I don't even know what the hell that is, into churches. Um, mm. So they really they they convert tavern owners into pastors. So this is like the dumbest shit I've ever read in my entire life. You know, I'm not, like, but as as I'm dumb. listening to it, I'm like, someone really. It, I, I hate to say it's almost a great idea. It I, I can see there's some merits to it. You know, it's you, a bar. It's a bar. <laughs> It is a bar. It's, you know, this is like, going ahead and keep that party going. Right. This is clearly for for publicity. But you know, if I'm ever back in South Africa, I may just go because <laughs> I I do love my drink. So they got that Henny White. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It may be a good time. You know, I'm always down. So I can't even imagine. Okay. All yeah. right. So. All right. Well, um, getting so getting into a little bit of a woke minute. minute I do want to recognize Colin Kaepernick, mm -hmm. summer, uh, the former San Francisco 49er. He got the 2018 Ambassador of Conscious Award from Amnesty International. Um, previous winners were, I think it was Bono from U2, Nelson Mandela, Mandela and Alicia Keys. You know how I feel about Alicia Keys. You don't like Alicia Keys? Hmm. <laughs> shots to your man keys. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't like her because she stole somebody's man, but you like R. Kelly. Calm down. Just one thing. I have a right <laughs> to my opinion. So okay. Wait, before I I need to finish with the woke, but no, I, Alicia Keys. I just um, you know, how you get them is how you keep them. So mm -hmm. come on, girl, live your life, and um, but just know that I know. I know what you did. So, <laughs> I, you can't. All know. You, you can't argue with a wife. If the wife said, "I that's my husband," and I'm that was my husband until you took him, mm -hmm. you know. I, I just okay. Anyway, and I don't know what she won the award for. Anyway, I'm, I'm a little bit. I was being a little hater. I had to do a little research. Like, what she won an award for? Evidently, mm -hmm. she wanted. She won the award for um, bringing awareness to poverty to kids in Canada. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> during yeah. his speech, yeah, girl, wait a minute. <laughs> There's a lot of American kids, but okay. You know, look, we can go. That's a whole. That's a whole podcast in and of itself. But anyway, so during his speech, Kaepernick called it like, pretty much like it is, referring to the police killing of black and brown people as lawful lynching. So I just want to read what he said. And mind you, he was adorned with cornrows in his hair. 
And he had his T'Challa from Wakanda black and gold um, adorned shirts on. It was beautiful. So Come he on, says, Light Skin Boo. Come on, Light Skin Boo. Come through, Boo. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're going to swing back over there. Just give you a minute. But anyway, okay. A quote. A quote. Racialized oppression and dehumanization is woven into the very fabric of our nation. He said the effects of which can be seen in the lawful lynching of black and brown people by the police and the mass incarceration of black and brown lives in the prison industrial complex. How can you stand for the national anthem of a nation that preaches and propagates, quote, freedom and justice for all that is so unjust to so many people living there? I'm I'm in love with this 29 year old. Um, Oreo, mm -hmm. seriously. Um, <laughs> he, is, uh, I mean, he has taken on the face for to meet criminal justice reform. Like he, that's that's his platform. And you know, to come from the NFL and and speaking as he's speaking, I am just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm in I'm in awe of that. I mean, he took a stand, and you know, a very unpopular stand, and it basically lost him a job. And you know, whatever they're doing, I, I thought he was gonna get signed. Um, by the Ravens, mm -hmm. and you see they 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 picked that white boy with with no controversy but a big mouth. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, it was very interesting to learn. I learned that um, Muhammad Ali, um, who was also he didn't want to go to the Vietnam War, he refused to go, right. and he was convicted of um, draft evasion, which was later overturned. But he was banned from boxing and stripped of his heavyweight title. I did not know that until I, I was I was. Uh, Doing mm -hmm. a little research on on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, um, Muhammad Ali was a was a big deal back in the day. Like you know, anytime you take a stance on something and you risk your livelihood, that's a big deal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so I am just I just wanted to mention mention him. You know, a lot of us don't. I know you. We were talking last week. And you were saying there's certain things that you would die for um, outside of setting yourself on fire, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm I don't know if that's the method I would choose <laughs> no but I'm just saying you know and I'm, I, not that Colin would die for what he believe in but you know yeah. taking a very uh, a stand on something that is you know pretty unpopular um mm -hmm. I, I I just commend that and for him to be so young and so woke um at this point um it, it just I, I'm very very impressed mm -hmm. what I wanted to yeah. say Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. What else? What else do you want to talk about? So apparently, so this this if this actually happens, this is a Trump story. If this actually happens, oh, right. I, I may kind of number forty five. Number forty five. Yeah. If if this if this pardon does happen, it will kind of maybe put Trump in a new light with me. But anyway, so the story is. No. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone gave a, a call to Trump to 45 to pardon uh, boxer Jack Johnson. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the president, not 45, excuse me, 45, <laughs> um, and his Twitter fingers, he posted on his, I don't even know if he has a public relations department because he's just on Twitter. I don't, I don't know I how feel that works. Like that's, that's him. I would hate to think that there's, that our um, tax money is going towards someone who owns the profession of being the, the presidential tweeter with this is Twitter with this bullshit but yeah so uh Stallone called him and shared the story of Jack Johnson um you know he was a um uh the heavyweight champion in, uh back in the early 1900s yeah um and so he was uh accused or he was uh 
he was convicted of what is it called? The Man Act. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the, the Man, Man Act. Act. The Man mm -hmm. Act. And really, what that was is, um, it was really yeah. to, to to stop um, traveling human with white trafficking. Women. <laughs> well, human trafficking for white women, like um, like process, like not slavery, white slavery for white women. Because so I guess really you know, know back in the day, the prostitution. Either either or is pro you know prostitution <laughs> or. Either or, or you know, whatever. It's it was for it's, it was to protect women, um, or convict them for prostitution or sex, being sex slaves, being transported across lines. But mm -hmm. it was used, it was used also to convict black men being with white women. So he was accused yeah. of that, and and um and so uh, you know Stallone has um, taken upon himself to call, um, President uh excuse me forty five. Why do I keep calling him? So call 45 and to pardon Jack Johnson for this, which I don't believe will happen. But, you know, mm. you know, so that, that's the story that's going on right there. So, so Johnson was convicted by an all white jury and sentenced to a year and a day in prison. Um, after his conviction, he left the country and he went overseas and he was still fighting in Europe and South America, Mexico mm -hmm. and all these other places. And then when he came back. He served 10 months in prison in um, in Kansas. Why? Why? I didn't hear that part when he came back. Yeah, when he came back. So he was convicted of this and then he left the country so he wouldn't have to, you know, oh. serve jail time. And then when he came back, that's when he served his Senate. So so several lawmakers have been, have petitioned this and it actually was kind of on, um, you know, they actually presented this back when Obama was in office as well. Uh, Senator John Kane was a part of this, um, this group of, um, you know, senators that wanted to get him pardoned back, you know, as well back in 2016. So, um, you know, we'll never, we'll know, you know, we don't know if it, it'll happen, but um, we'll see. So. I just, you know, and no disrespect to the legacy of, of uh, Johnson, but um, we got some real big issues to worry about before we pardon somebody who left this earth some 50 something years ago. I'm just saying. So, I mean, but I, I think no, it's, but, I mean, I get it, you know, because I guess to, to untarnish his legacy. But, you know, I don't know if I would strongly get behind a movement to do that because, you know, he was you know, for a white woman. I don't give it, you know, oh, <laughs> you that's, know. What I, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. So if it was if it was a, a, a charge of something that I hold dear, like a cause that was dear to my heart, you know, you know, maybe or he was wrongly yeah. convicted of something like, you know, but, you know, because he wanted some white this white woman. I don't care. So, mm -hmm. yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, moving on, moving on. Um, I have I have a woke. Um, okay. So I want to talk about. Um, unless you have some ratchet, because I was I'll, I'll save no, it. Go ahead. Okay, go go. So I wanted to talk about Lakeith Smith. I don't know if you heard about this. This is the uh, teenager in Alabama who was convicted under Alabama's. Uh, accomplice liability law, which basically allows a person to be convicted for murder if they committed a crime with the person who's now dead that led to that person's death. Um, so back in 2015, Lakeith Smith, who was 15 years old as the, at the time, but he's tried as an adult, um, he and it looks, sounds like about four of his friends were breaking into houses. Mm -hmm. um, and his friend, uh, the deceased, which is uh, by a kid by the name, his last name was Washington, they sounds like somebody had a gun. Police were police were called. They exchanged some uh, gunfire, and Washington was shot by the police, shot and killed by the police. So uh, Lakeith Smith, 
was tried for the murder of his friend, even though he did not have a gun and he did not shoot at police. Uh, what he did is he declined the plea deal, which would have given him 25 years or so, because all his other friends, they basically pled out and took mm -hmm. the 25 years. He decided to take the case to trial. Mm -hmm. So the judge um, basically gave him a consecutive, not a concurrent sentence, which would have gotten him out sooner. He got 65 years in prison. Wow. Uh, 30 years for felony murder, 15 years for burglary, and he got two 10-year sentences for theft. So this is, you know, something I've been following. Um, you know, I used to practice criminal law and um, just seeing the disparities, you know, when it's when it's when it's black, you better step back because this is this is the type of thing that happened. We get we get ridiculous amount of time. Now we've got a basically a child who was convicted for killing someone that he never pulled the trigger. It was actually at the hands of the police. Right. Yeah. Um, so and, you know, in America, we're we have this felony murder concept. Nobody else has that. That's our thing um, mm -hmm. where basically, you know, if you're the perpetrator and you know you can you can get charged with murder for killing somebody who died while you were robbing them you know what i mean like that's that's something that america has and really no other country country does it's it's an it's an kind of an old vestige um from england and we still do it so we we have these really long sentences so um what do you think about that what do you what do you think about this i have my own thoughts i'll share them but what do you see so my question is, uh, which I, I already know, this is almost like a rhetorical question. So what happened to the police officer that actually killed the kid? Um, he was tried. And of course, he was cleared of mm -hmm. um, of the shooting and of course, of murder. So it, there was nothing, basically nothing that happened. Um, he, was, he was exactly here. And the thing was, it was so clear. I mean, it wasn't a there wasn't a trial to determine um, who killed him, you know, because it was already very clear. In other words, the evidence was was, was already shown that it was the police, the police, this particular police officer shot and killed um, this child and um, and uh, uh, all of these kids, all the, the, the defendants were charged with murder. So what made this interesting is that um, why this this just child and I'm calling him a child because of the time, he's 15 years old. Can you imagine? I mean, 15 years old. Granted, you, you're breaking in the houses that you should not be doing. Mm -hmm. But um, he is still a child. He is a child. He is a child, and mm -hmm. he was immediately tried as an adult. Mm -hmm. So you know, I and I have there's so many issues with our criminal justice system, but this is a huge one. And I used to see this a lot where, you know, the prosecutor. It is it is is like the the law when it comes to this. I mean, the prosecutor can determine, you know, how to how to proceed with these cases. Mm -hmm. So to me, this is just a clear abuse of you know prosecutorial discretion, because the prosecutor really had the power to decide. Okay, what are we charging them? With? What can they be charged with? Um, um, and in this case, you know, I don't think they had to charge this child with felony murder. So that's one. Um, also charging him as an adult, you know, because that immediately, um, you know, excommunicates him or basically once you get charged as an adult, the services that would be available for you on a, on, on the juvenile track, you're automatically, you're excommunicated, you're exited out of that. So at mm -hmm. the age of, from 15, from 15 up until now, he's probably received no type of rehabilitative services mm -hmm. at all. You know, he's been labeled as a criminal and that's it, you know, to rot in jail, basically for the rest of his life for 65 years. Mm -hmm. um, can this be appealed? 
I'm assuming there's a there's there is an appeal and it can be happened. You know, we're we're talking Alabama. You're talking, um, and I don't know if this was a private attorney or if he had a public defender. I'm actually I I want to research that to know because not saying that public defenders can't do a great job, but they're already um, overworked, overworn, and the system is is set up to do exactly what it just did to this child. Mm -hmm. Just you know, and they made a big deal about it. You know, with he was kind of laughing in the courtroom. So the judge basically said, you know, this is no laughing matter and kind of like, I'll show you. But I mm -hmm. think that just speaks to his, you know, he's a kid, the, he's a kid. and he doesn't probably, he, um, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't realize. understand the ramifications at yeah. all of yeah. what just happened, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so it's, it's very sad. And I, and, and you, you just, you see this all the time. I mean, that's a, that's an exorbitant sentence for someone who clearly it's, it's not disputed that he did not kill anyone. It was the police that mm -hmm. killed. Um, Isn't it, that is just like a spit in our faces. You know, this kid who gets shot by the, by a police officer, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's killed by this police officer and this police officer wasn't convicted of anything, but his friend is convicted of killing him and he didn't even shoot him. How insane is that? How it's insane is that? Unnerving, you know. And this is and this is Alabama. You ever been to Alabama? You girl, yeah. I was. I live in Alabama. You live in Alabama. That's right. <laughs> and it's a, it's a. I I didn't have any bad experiences down there. Um, you know, I was in. I was there for work, and I worked so much, so I really wasn't in the community. You know, to really get a a, a you know a, a gauge of like the culture. But you already know, it's the deep south. It's the deep south with strong, you know, slave plantation roots. So, you know, um, so it's in, and what I'm, you know, the funny thing is when I was there, um, I, I always want to support black businesses anywhere I go. Right. So I get there and I'm talking to some local people who born and raised there and I'm asking them, are there any black owned restaurants? Um, cause I want to go and support. And right. I promise you, they look like they were scared to answer the question. <laughs> They look scared. I'm like, I'm looking around like, am I, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and it was, just, they have a, a weird kind of, um, it's, it's a weird climate down there. Like they're really scared. It really is. I, I've, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I've always felt like the white people were super, super nice, like syrupy, yeah. sweet, nice. They were, and it was, it was kind of, uh, surreal. Cause I would, you know, I would get outish <laughs> almost because I would have like little old white women calling me ma'am. And it was weird. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> who is you? Who is you? What? Um, but it, it was yeah. weird. Yeah. So I, I'm just, you know, this story just it touches my heart in so many ways. And, you know, I. I if I if I do I'm, I'm not picking up a picket sign. It's like, but what do you do? And I think one of one of the quickest or you know, the, the, the most direct way to kind of, um, to have some change here is really, you know, because I've seen it, it's, it's the prosecutors, you know, mm -hmm. who are most of the time they are elected. Like they, you know, they're, they're taking office because they've been elected in the office, but you know, this long sentence, this 65 years that this child has received is really meant to act as sort of a, a chilling effect. Um, because, and, and really punish him for, utilizing his right to trial by jury. It's basically saying, well, if you decide to go and not take a plea and mm -hmm. take this case to trial, we're going to punish you and give you, and that's why yeah. he got, he got consecutive time. So the time is, it's, it's, you know, he has to serve out one sentence before mm -hmm. he can serve the next one. So mm -hmm. it's really meant to put pressure on people 
to take a plea, um, which I hated, you know, practicing. The, I, I, I hated that, I, that idea, you know, because mm -hmm. prosecutors always made it very easy to do, mm -hmm. um, to take, to take a plea. And especially if the case was, um, if you had a good case, I mean, it, but it scares people because you don't know, you don't know how, you know, the judge and the jury is, is going to listen to the facts. So right. I, yeah. So it's like, take this time that you know, you're going to get or move forward and you don't know Vegas what and try to try to slot machines in Vegas. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. And, no, and it's like, especially for, for people that are innocent, it's an admission of guilt almost. I know that's what, how it make me feel like, you know, I've, I pled to this and it, now it looks like I actually did this crime, you know? Exactly. So, um, I, I will be watching this story. I don't know if they're going to appeal it and, and what's going to happen moving forward, but mm -hmm. that's, that's what's going on. Okay. We, we gotta, we gotta pick our spirits up a little bit. Um, yeah. have we come to the part of the show? Um, are we at the weekend deck? I always want to go to, I always want to move straight to weekend deck. I know you do. We just started at the, top of the, at the top of the show. Let's get it on out the way. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I actually have, we actually got an email. Hey, we got some, uh, hey. some people emailing us. Hey. Um, okay. Some old dick. Should we entertain old dick? And this has always been a, question that me and my my girlfriends always talk about because there's always somebody from the woodworks trying to come back in and it's like <laughs> what do we do what do we do so let me read let me read this uh okay 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 so i'm a divorced woman of a particular age mm -hmm. <clears throat> and i've been single for a few years i've been enjoying the dating scene but i'm ready for a stable long-term relationship i'm pretty upfront with the men i meet date regarding my expectations for a relationship um, so an old boyfriend has come back into the picture and he wants to rekindle what we have. We've mm -hmm. always had great chemistry. We really enjoy each other's company. Um, and I've known him since high school and we've been dating on and off since then, you know, in between different relationships. Um, we've discussed the future with, you, with each other and realized that anything deeper than hanging out and, and sex and having fun is just not realistic. Our lifestyles are just so totally different. Um, should I entertain this with him knowing that I want something deeper with someone else mm. that's mm. the question that's boy that's, that kind of sounded like me like wait a minute wow um let's see so i think you know and i and i truth be told like i've had similar situations to that and mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna say it's gonna depend on what is it that you that you truly want because if you're you know, if you're looking for that perfect or whatever right relationship, you know that shit is not gonna come long. You got big old um, occasional dick blocking the doorway, <laughs> <laughs> the door stopper, <laughs> the real, the true cock blocker. Right. You're you're not. It's not gonna happen. You know because I mean, if you want to get uh, you know ethereal with it. Having sex with somebody, it's it's more than just an exchange of bodily fluids. You know, like you're exchanging energy. You know, you are you're you you two are exchanging soul power. It's 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 I can go really deep with it. So when you do that, mm -hmm. I mean truly, and you know, I think women are women are a little bit different in terms of men because men, you know, they can have a lot of soul prints on them. They but anyway, <laughs> but for a woman. And, and and just if if that is what you want, you truly want this this relationship, 
you know, you want at least 80%, but you're messing around with 20%. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to get 60% is not going to walk through the door and it's going to make a complete package. You got to either choose one or the other because you're blocking your energy. It's like going outside and you like, look, I want to get some sunshine, but you got on sunblock and you got an umbrella. Like you're not getting, you're not going to get, <laughs> you're not going to get the sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So there's nothing wrong with enjoying. I know you call it old dick, but you know, like there's, there's been certain parts that, at times in my life where you just want that familiarity, you know, it's, yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of where I, I, I kind of understand her predicament because I was in a long-term relationship. We were together for 11 years and getting back into the dating scene was very overwhelming. 11 like, years? Girl, I didn't know. Yeah, we were together for 11 years, almost 12. It was a long time. So getting back into the dating scene, I, you know, I was in a pretty, I was, I moved to New York maybe like a year or two before that, but I had no intentions on being single ever. And then I didn't ha- have intention of being single in New York. That was so overwhelming to me. So it was easy. <laughs> it was easier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my plight. You're laughing at my plight. So it was easier for me to kind of go back and revisit some some guys that I dated back, you know, before, you know, this yeah. relationship started. So, but, you know, as I'm hanging out with these guys, I realized I, why we didn't make it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you know, am I doing this just to kind of fill in time, just to kind of, you know, just to have somebody next to me? Um, so I decided after, you know, maybe a couple of revisits to old Dick, I um I decided just to kind of leave that behind because first of all, I don't want them, you know, I, I want something new, I want something fresh, and I want something that I want that I'm not settling for. And when mm-hmm. you have you have those people calling you and you're entertaining, you're taking away time that you could be focused on somebody else, you know? So I say, leave old dick alone. You know, you've been dating this guy since high school. That, that shit ain't going nowhere. You know, really? if, if you didn't, if you didn't make it, if, if it wasn't a relationship from high school till now, it's not going to be a relationship. You're just, gonna, you're just wasting your time. Leave him alone and focus on what you really want. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of saying that too. And that, well, okay. So right. Focus on what is it that you really want, but I don't see anything wrong with revisiting, you know, I, you call it old dick. Sometimes that old dick is good dick. So it's not, it's recyclable. <laughs> Clean Rinse drink. it off real cool. Rinse it off and dry it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think I, I've, know. I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've shared with you my story of, I have, I had a, I have a, I have a friend. I guess we're still friends. We'll always be friends, but we've known mm-hmm. each other since we were like 15, 14, 15 years old. You know, I mean, and we every uh, period in our lives, you know, whether it was, you know, it was college, it was college, and then it was law school, and then it was, you know, okay, married, separated, divorced. You know, we've kind of went through all of these things together. But and I, and I said, what was interesting was, you know, he's this per- particular person I would drop everything for like my life would just stop. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, if he if he but called, it was the fun of it. But mm-hmm. in the reality was like, you know, I could not see myself like paying a mortgage with this person or making sure car notes were being paid and, you know, getting the kids. Mm-hmm. I just and that's that's the truth. I We had we had so much fun because we had that history and we basically grew up together, but mm-hmm. 
the the real reality of everyday life i could not imagine with this person and it was fine like that it was fine and then once i came to that realization and i think he understood that too it was it was fine we knew exactly what it was and it wasn't just sex we actually there was love there and there's a connection it was or is whatever but mm -hmm. you know just I, I I love the familiarity of it. And I always kind of, you know, whatever, if something was going on, like, I know where I can go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But I just, I, don't, I just, I'm just like, leave the past in the past. You know, it's the reason why, especially if you, if, if you're at, if you're in a position or um, a point in your life where you just kind of like, don't really want anything serious. You just want to hang out and have fun and kind of enjoy your freedom and your space. Go for it. Do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're focused on, on, getting into a relationship with someone for long term and that's what you want you anything else off. is going to be a yeah you got to cut that off anything else is going to be a distraction i agree kind of yeah so leave leave old dick alone get some mm. new one get some new dick <laughs> plenty, plenty out here I it's plenty <laughs> out there it's plenty out there and, and sean you're you're a big uh believer in and, and i am too of you know you think it and it will happen so if, if that's the relationship that you want visualize what you want and it will come to you absolutely as big as you want it as long as you want it girl, <laughs> as black as you want it <laughs> lord knows that, like very true I mean, <laughs> yes wasn't there plenty of yes. chocolate this weekend did you see man Man, I'm 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 Miami black girl <laughs> Miami has some beautiful black men down here I promise you they are just this Isn't sun is, is amazing down sun. here. That melanin is popping. It is. It is popping Ooh, out here. Lord. Okay. I likes it. All right. So we've um come to the part. Are we are we at the reminisce moment? I have yep. my reminisce. Yes. So let me just bring you back to 1998-1999. That was a summer. That was a really good summer. So mm -hmm. the rough riders anthem do you remember that <laughs> yeah oh, no <laughs> that's a rough riders Ride remember that was like dmx and i mean he was like a, a real pit bull remember it was produced by swiss beats um and do you remember the video where they had like a crew of the mini bikes and the four wheelers, yeah. motorcycles yeah. doing wheelies down Broadway and Brooklyn Boulevard. Which I have a story about Brooklyn Boulevard. So, at that time, um, and it, you know, you know, I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. You know, I'm a rider, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it started from that whole the Rough Riders anthem. And I was dating this guy who was a Rough Rider, mm -hmm. and you know, all up in the videos. But I swear, he. Love that bike. Like his that bike was his main girl. I was the side chick. That's how serious it was. And I would ask him, you know, to teach me how to ride. He had extra bikes all over. I would ask him to teach me how to ride. And he was such a hater. He would not. So I remember one time, this is why I after this, I never got on the back of the bike. I always, I always rode. We were riding his, I think he had a Honda CBR in the Bronx girl over there on Brooklyn Boulevard <laughs> and this dude decides to do a wheelie with me on the back oh and I fell off oh and uh, first of all it was, it was summertime and I was cute so I had on a little tank little spaghetti strap tank top and some jeans and some sneakers thank god I had a book bag on my back 
because oh. I slid down Brooklyn. Oh. You, you know, do you know Brooklyn Boulevard is basically pothole heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I slid down the the highway. Um, but thank God I was on my back on that book bag and the book bag burned up. The book bag caught fire. That's how oh, hot shit. it was. I slid. Mm. But um, Girl, your whole back would have been gone. All thank you. Skin. All of it. And probably to this day. But mm-hmm. thankfully I had that book. I had the knowledge and the forethought. Thank you. To put on that book bag. Because everything <laughs> else, shoulders on everything. I didn't, I didn't get burned. I didn't get nothing. So, you know, I went to the hospital. It was, it was a whole big thing. But I was like, after that. You know what? I'm gonna learn how to ride, and and I did. Oh, that's that's a tricky. So I would have been like, you know what? I'm not getting my black ass on a bike again, girl. This is, <laughs> this is young me. This is like, you know what? I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show him. I was taking classes on the weekends. He's like, where you going? I was like, just drop me off. Drop me off, so and so. I was taking the classes, and I learned how to ride, and I bought my first bike, which was a Suzuki Jixer. Remember, that was my first one. I had like five of them, but I was hooked after that. So, mm-hmm. but the reason behind it was the Rough Riders anthem. I was just so hyped, and that was the time, like you know, I was I was in Harlem, and mm-hmm. you know the bikes were out. So you get on the West Side Highway, and it'd be like a hundred, two hundred bikes just mm-hmm. going by. Mm-hmm. Me and my and my young hot self, I was so hyped and excited. That was like my life was like to find somebody I could get on the back of the bike. And they would take me to brunch downtown and we drive right real quick. Like <laughs> that was life right there. That was life. So mm-hmm. that was my my memory of that song. You remember that was Eve with the blonde hair in the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the locks, you know, when they had, you know, give us free and it was off a of bad boy and they went over to Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Um, and and DMX when he was like at his at his raw doggest, you know, at his peak. Mm-hmm. At, his, right, at his peak so that was that was just that was an anthem it was a summer anthem it was it just felt good it was so hype like what uh-huh but if you it's still not that's all still not doesn't it doesn't it yep look it's on my playlist mm-hmm. still and if you listen to it he's talking about like Every other, he said, you know, niggas want to why, niggas want to die. All I know is pain. All I feel is rain. How can I maintain with that shit on my brain? I resort to violence. My niggas move in silence. You know what my style is? New York niggas the wildest. I'm just listening to it like, oh, man. He's like, he was like a poet to me. He's like, a, a, to, like Tupac was like that. DMX was a poet. And man, drugs just, man, just don't do drugs. Yeah. There, but that was that was Same. shit. So I, <laughs> he said, "What?" Same there, was drug resist, uh, resistance education, drug awareness resistance. Don't do drugs. What was it? He missed that class. What was? It? <laughs> <laughs> he skipped that class. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't do drugs. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, that was my that was my reminisce moment. Good times, good times. Yeah. Girl, that's, you know, that was like how many years ago was that? That was a long 99, 98. That was a a great time for music. Like sure the, the end of the nineties, and even part, it was a good time for music. It was a lot of good music in two thousand in the two thousands too. In two thousands, but it yep. was a great time. But that was there was a time, especially you know, and being I was in New York at the time, mm-hmm. that was it. You know, there were certain eras in New York, and that was kind of like the bad boy, the tail end of bad boy. But Rough Riders had had their moment, and that was that jumped it off. So. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Rough Riders and shout out to DMX. Yeah, wasn't that we went to um when I the last time I was down in Miami we went to uh, live on Sunday. Yeah, and um who was there? Swiss um, Beats. 
Swiss Beast was there, and I was so hyped. Like he has some hits, boy. And you forget, don't you? Until yes, you start lit. Like man, what? I videotaped some of him, you know, up there. And I was, I, I go back and listen to it, and I be rocking to it. Like he had some bangers. I remember a lot of hits. We, a lot of hits. We were quite hyped that night. <laughs> we were. <laughs> That was a good time that weekend. That was a, a good great time. time. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> we always have a good time. Today, today was a good time. Yes, it was. Now, what today was so was good? good? So it was very interesting. Since we're talking about, okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you speak. Okay. I okay. I opened the door to my life for you because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend was. I came down today is Sunday, so I came down on. Thursday, just a random trip. I keep telling Sean I'm coming down, I'm coming down. So I, was, I got a great deal on the ticket, just came down. And Miami is always just a great time for me. The sun is out, um, mm-hmm. it's palm trees, the sky is blue, the water is crystal. It's it's always mm-hmm. a good time. You know, the drinks are always flowing. And, um, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to get into a lot of details, but mm-hmm. I had a great time. And today, especially, I don't know about today. It was just it was it was a good time. We had some mojitos. We were on the beach. And, and mm-hmm. what? Well, I mean, <laughs> Nikki Beach is is my go to for brunch. Sunday brunch. That mm-hmm. is just and um, we had some great benefactors that made sure that we had a great time. Yes, <laughs> so we did. It was mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And then I love seeing melanin chocolate popping in Miami. So we went to an event that was melanin chocolate popping in Miami of, of all places. So, I, so definitely. And, and the music was great. The drinks were great. The vibe was great. The weather was great. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, living my best life and I'm sharing it. <laughs> yeah. Miami is always, it's always a great time. I lived, I lived in Orlando some years ago. It, it was, it, I was, I was about to say that it was not the same. Cause I think if I had, cause at one point I was thinking about moving to South Florida and, I just didn't. Had mm. I moved to South Florida, I probably would have never left. No, you you moved down the street from my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> who told you to do that? <laughs> who told? Who authorized that move? But Wait. had I gone, <laughs> what? <laughs> I wanted. To, uh, you know what? Can we just tell the story about when I sent you down the street to go visit my uncle? <laughs> What's the story? You don't remember you told me and laid up. This is the okay, this is the weirdest shit I have ever seen. So <laughs> me, Sean was Sean was like, my uncle lives there, you should go visit him. So he's like maybe 30 minutes away from so I'm here with my boyfriend. So I'm like, we're gonna drive out, meet him. So we so went out met like him. In the, first of all, he's in his seventies, just remind you. Yeah, he's he's older. So I get there and it's a it's a it's a young girl there. was her mother there? <laughs> I don't know. It was the weirdest shit ever. I don't, it was I, the the young girl was definitely there, and she kept leaving and coming back. Like, when y'all niggas leaving? Cause I got some business with this man. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then your uncle would kept saying, you know, I I, I talked to her mom. I, I'm dealing with her mom. But I'm like, well, why is she here? <laughs> why is she here? I don't understand what's going you on. Know I don't why? I'm uncomfortable. This is making me nervous. <laughs> you said when you came in, they jumped off the couch together. <laughs> what is going on here? I just, it was, your oh. uncle is is running shit. Where, and, and 
I'm not gonna say the town, but he's running shit there. Oh man, <laughs> or he man. was. I I have a story. I have to save it because I got a story to tell. Pull <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> your mind. But anyway, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we had a really good show. Can we can we end on this note? We can end. Okay. Well, you know, I'm so glad we had this time together. So. Let's do the whole thing. Okay, so you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast in the Apple Podcast app. We're also on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Um, please share and share and send shares and recommend us and leave us reviews. Uh, you can also visit us on That's What I'm Saying, podcast.com, learn more, send us questions and comments, um, like the Weekend Dick Minute that we had today. Um, you can always post a question there. We'd love to answer. <laughs> we, we would. Just- we're, we're full of opinions when it comes to that. <laughs> we're connoisseurs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. We get a t-shirt though that says that. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, you can also shout us out on Twitter. Our Twitter is That's What I Say 3. We promise you we're going to get that together. Um, mm-hmm. And do we have one more? We have one more special shout out. What's that? Yeah, so we're also on that's what we're also on IG. That's what I'm saying podcast. And we always, always, always have to shout out our producer, Vegas World Inc. He's on Twitter. Um, that's our homie. He holds us down. Yes, all praises. Yes, we're gonna have him. We're gonna have him. His, he, he he's a hip hop head. So we're gonna we're gonna feature him one day. We're gonna so have him come. Can we do a battle? Cause you know, I think you're you're a hip hop head too. You know I am. Like I, mm-hmm. I need to do a battle with somebody mm-hmm. on hip hop hip hopology or something. Like I, I need I need to. Like it's all in me. Like I still know the words to a lot of mm-hmm. shit. I wrote it down. I committed it to memory. Like I'm still <laughs> like I need to. I need to. I got it. I'm I'm in me. I'm. You see me right now, I'm standing up like DMX, like, get at me, dog, get at me, dog. <laughs> this nigga was barking on, 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 on the mic. He's barking. loving every bit of it. What? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have Vegas on. Yeah. You know who Vegas sounds like? It's so, so I was listening to, um, he also has a podcast, but I was listening to. What's it called? We need to know. Hip Hop Now. Hip Hop Now. No, it's Hip Hop Now. Um, Hip Hop Now. So he sounds just like Pete Rock. His voice, I wow. told. I was like, you sound just like Pete Rock. Yeah. So anyway, I used to love Pete Rock back in the day. Lord have mercy. We we know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Anyway, All right. it's a good time. <laughs> All right. So next week, we love y'all. Peace. See ya.